welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is the 32nd episode of the Head to Head Podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about the New York Knicks and the New Orleans Pelicans, who are both having trade situations with their star big men. First, let's talk about the Knicks. The Knicks traded their star power forward, Kristaps Porzingis, to the Dallas Mavericks after a few contentious years between the Knicks and Porzingis. Porzingis was drafted by Phil Jackson, who hilariously was falling asleep during some of the draft meetings for some of the Knicks' up-and-coming players. Kristaps Porzingis is a good, not-great player. He is really good. He is not yet great. And I think the Mavericks are thinking that Doncic and him are going to become Nash and Dirk Nowitzki. Now that's an interesting comparison. I can see how you can make that comparison. It's all well and good. But you have to see the results on the court. Kristaps Porzingis hasn't played basketball in almost a year now. And he's going to miss the rest of this season. And he missed like half of last season. So he's going to go a year and a half full seasons of basketball without playing. Listen, I'm a big guy on, like, availability is the best ability. I believe in Porzingis. Kevin Durant nicknamed him the Unicorn. I believe in his talent as a player. I believe he also has star quality. I like him as an interesting, likable guy. I do. I root for him to be a great player. I, I don't think he is yet a great player. Like, all the Knicks fans out there who are disappointed in this trade, thinking they're trading the best Knicks since Patrick Ewing or the best draft pick since Ewing, I, I would relax with that. I, I don't think he's Pat Ewing. I don't think he had that ability to do that. I think he could have evolved into that, but you don't know for sure he is that. And I want to talk about what the Knicks got back in return. So they got Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, and Wesley Matthews in two first-round draft picks. On Dennis Smith Jr., the Mavs gave up on him because of Luka Doncic. That's the easiest way to say it. This guy has dunk talent. He can attack the basket. He needs to develop a jump shot. I believe in this kid. I believe he has all-star potential. He's just not Doncic, so they moved on because he doesn't fare well with Doncic. That's how, that's how this is. Rick Carlisle, I don't know Rick Carlisle's issue with point guards. He had the same issue with Rajon Rondo now that he's having with Dennis Smith Jr., Rick Carlisle pick and chooses who he's nice with. I'm not I'm not really that high on Rick Carlisle as a head coach anymore. I used to be. I'm kind of off on him. So that's besides the fact with Dennis Smith Jr. I think it's a perfect fit for the Knicks. So the Knicks get Dennis Smith Jr., expiring contracts, and Wesley Matthews and DeAndre Jordan. Those two will... This, they're one and dones. You have both of those guys, and then you move on. But this is the big plan for the Knicks. They now have cap space for two max contracts. One of those guys, I predict, is going to end up being Kevin Durant. The second one will be the second star. It could be Kyrie Irving, even though that's my worst nightmare. It could be another guy. It it very well could... Yeah, it could be Kyrie. It could be Kevin Durant and Kyrie. It could be Kevin Durant and Jimmy Butler. I don't really know Jimmy Butler's loyalty to any team at this moment. He's going to be a free agent. Could it be Durant-Butler? Could it be durant Clay, could it be, I don't know, Clay, KD and Draymond down the line. It doesn't even have to be next year. They could just get Durant and then they could wait for the bigger fish to come. It could be Durant and Cousins. You don't know. Durant and Cousins in New York, I would take that over what's happening right now. So if you end up with Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Durant, 
and another all-star. I'm taking that over Kristaps Porzingis. I am. And you have to look at it down the line type of moves. I, I'm not a big fan of what the Knicks have done recently. Treat, the way they treated Carmelo Anthony, I wasn't a big fan of that. The way they've even treated Porzingis, I'm not a fan of that. But this far front office with Scott Perry and now with the head coach, I think are doing a better job of their job. I think they're doing better at becoming a basketball organization. I think this was the right move. The bottom line is Kristaps Porzingis did not want to be a Nick. I don't want people around my organization who don't want to be the, especially if they're the face of the organization, why would I want them around to bash my organization? Dennis Smith Jr. wanted change, now he's a Nick. It's the perfect situation for Dennis Smith Jr. It's the perfect situation for Porzingis. The Knicks also got two first-round draft picks. No one knows how good or bad the Mavs are going to be. Those two first-round picks could be valuable, and the Knicks need first-round picks because if they don't end up with Durant or another superstar, they're going to have to build through the draft. And we all know the more first-round picks you get, the better chance you have at getting a superstar team. I like this trade for the Knicks. I also like this trade for the Mavs. They now have Donchitz. They have Porzingis when he's healthy. They have Harrison Barnes. Who knows if you want him moving forward. But you have the two core guys in Donchitz and Porzingis. And you build around that like you did in the 90s when the Mavs had Nowitzki, Nash, Michael Finley. They were a nasty roster in the 1990s. You could get back to being that type of team. That This team, when I was growing up, won 50 games, 11 straight years, and we're one of the class organizations of the Mavericks. They need to get back to that. Mark Cuban especially needs to get back to that. He needs to get back to the headlines being about basketball and not how bad he's running his organization to the ground. He needs to get back to being about basketball, and I think this move is the first step of making things back about basketball. The Mavs need Donchitz, and they need Porzingis because they're not going to get free agent superstars to sign with Dallas. I'm done with the superstars that are going to want to come to Dallas talks. We waited for that. It's not going to happen. Dirk's on the out. Porzingis and Donchitz are on the in. The Mavs are not getting superstars to come play there. But they could get somebody with Donchitz and Porzingis now. They have a better chance of recruiting someone. I don't... I don't know the caliber of player. I would move on for Harrison Barnes. I'm not a big Harrison Barnes fan. He'll get his 20 points, but it's not going to be efficient, and it's it's not going to really help your team win. Harrison Barnes was perfect on the Golden State Warriors because he was the seventh most important player on the roster, and even that's being a bit nice. He was probably the tenth most important player on the Golden State Warriors roster when they won the championship. I'm just being I'm I'm sorry, that might not be nice, but Harrison Barnes, I've never been a huge fan of his game. I have never been a huge fan of Harrison Barnes' game. The New York Knicks need a star. That's all they need. I've seen this firsthand when they got Amari Stoudemire. They turned it around that fast. No, it wasn't a great turnaround. They didn't have a dynasty run. But this team needs to make the playoffs. And I think trading Porzingis is the first step to getting back to that. Because you open those two max slots. And I guarantee you, one of these superstars is going to pick the Knicks. And I'm putting all my money and effort not effort, but Kevin Durant is going to be that superstar who ends up a Nick. 
The reason I say this is because I think, I 100% believe this, Kevin Durant wants to prove that he can be the face of a franchise with no Russell Westbrook, no Steph Curry, and he can lead a team to the promised land. I think that's where this is going now. He's going to get his third ring. I'm I'm calling it now. The Warriors are going to win their third ring. Kevin Durant, he's got the money. He's got the glory. He's got the rings. He's going to want New York City. If he could turn the Knicks around, he would be the guy. Carmelo Anthony, to some Knicks fans, is the guy. And he didn't win nothing. If Kevin Durant goes there and can win rings, he becomes dare I say it, basketball god and gets in becomes an immortal Nick. Who wouldn't want that? That's part of basketball. That's why I believe in my heart that Kyrie Irving might want to become a Nick too. Because being a great Celtic, yeah, they have Bird, they have that. The Knicks haven't had anyone since Walt Clyde Frazier and Patrick Ewing to respect and glorify. If Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving can go there, it becomes a destination team because they will treat their superstars so well. Boston will too. The Lakers will too. But there's something about New York playing at the Garden. It's amped up. It's the basketball mecca for a reason. I want the Knicks to turn it around and I 100% love this move. And Porzingis didn't want to be there. So you have to move on. Now let's move on to the Pelicans who are in an even worse situation. Their situation is dire. Anthony Davis's agent, Maverick Carter, the same guy who's LeBron James's agent, issues a statement saying that Anthony Davis wants out of the Pelicans. Anthony Davis then gets fined fifty thousand dollars. That to me, that's not really that interesting. The fifty thousand dollar fine. But what is interesting is Anthony Davis finally admitting. He wants out of the Pelicans, which, by the way, is not such a bad thing. They have done nothing around him to be interesting. I said this on this podcast this offseason. Letting go of Rajon Rondo was one of the dumbest things the Pelicans could have done. They finally get to the second round. They finally get a point guard who can play with... Anthony Davis, another mistake the Pelicans did was not bringing back Boogie Cousins. That's a duo that should have had a longer run together. I 100% think that if Boogie Cousins were there right now, the Pelicans would at least have this season to sway Anthony Davis. Now this process has been rushed, and this is a move and an attempt to become a Laker by Thursday, the trade deadline. That's what Anthony Davis wants, is to become a Laker this season. To Anthony Davis, it's not going to happen. Why would it happen? Why would the Pelicans not wait until the Celtics, because they have Kyrie Irving and some CBA rule, can't get into the Anthony Davis chase until July 1st, unless they trade Kyrie, which, by the way, isn't going to happen. Why would the Pelicans rush the process? Anthony Davis is trying to get the process rushed, but there's no need for the Pelicans to rush the process. And why would they? The Celtics have the draft picks. The Celtics have better players. The Celtics have Jason Tatum. The Celtics have Jalen Brown. The Lakers have Ingram. That's nice. The Lakers have Ball. That's nice. The Lakers have Kuzma. That's nice. But I would rather Brown or Tatum than any of those three players. I'm sorry. I believe Jalen Brown is more efficient type scorer than Brandon Ingram. I believe there's more potential with Jalen Brown than there is Brandon Ingram. I've also seen more from Jalen Brown on the defensive end than I've seen from Brandon Ingram. I think he's a better basketball player. And Jason Tatum is clearly the best player out of those five names I just listed. Kuzma is an interesting guy. He was drafted low. 
But those type of guys, they have their peak. Jason Tatum, to me, we don't know his peak. His peak could be a 20-point score, but his peak could be a 27-point score. There's a peak there. He's also somewhat efficient. This year, he's not playing his best basketball, but I also believe we haven't seen the best in Tatum. And by the way, why should we have? It's only his middle of his second year. There's so much potential in Tatum. He needs to attack the basketball, but if he could... If you could get taught that, if he could learn that, he's going to become an elite basketball player. He, to me, is more than an all-star guy. At some time in my life, I think Jason Tatum is going to be in the MVP conversation, which is why I think the Celtics holds him in such high regard, which is why I would only do this move to get Anthony Davis. That's the only type of guy I would trade Tatum for is an Anthony Davis type of guy. But I would not trade both of them in the same trade. I think that's asking too much. If I get Anthony Davis, I want him to be there with some of these guys. I would want him to be there with Tatum or Brown. Again, Brown's probably not enough. If you trade Brown, it's probably going to be Brown, Rogier, draft picks. Again, I don't know the trade parameters, but if I were the Pelicans, I would wait. Why would you not wait? There's so many better suitors than what the Lakers can offer. There are other teams. The Phoenix Suns! could offer better. But again, the problem with the NBA is that Anthony Davis holds all the cards. He can say the magic words, I'm not going to re-sign with a team, and that's final. And that's scary for these teams because the players have all the power. In these sports, the NBA players have the most power. NFL players have no power. MLB players have some power. NBA players are the kings of the castle now. There's no more of these owners. They have no control. When LeBron says something, it happens. When Kyrie says, I want to leave Cleveland and go to Boston, it happens. Now Kyrie can make another thing happen. Now Anthony Davis is making things happen. Even the humble superstars, once they make a decision, it's final. Even though Anthony Davis played nice, he played there for seven years, he never said a bad thing about him. He's gotten angry. It can happen to a team in one day. Think about that. Anthony Davis in one morning can announce, I want to trade. And that ruins an entire plan that the Pelicans had. That's how much power these players have in the NBA. Anthony Davis can just say to his agent, tell them I want out. Tell the world I want out. And we make a huge fuss about it all day long and all week long up until this deadline. That is insane, people. Think of the power that Anthony Davis and LeBron James have. Think of the power that Kyrie Irving has. Think of the power Paul George had. Think of the power these NBA players have just by saying, I want out. It now needs to happen unless you have a commitment from that player to stay there long term. There's no more of this. We'll play this out and we'll get him to free agency. No guys are even getting to free agency anymore in the NBA. Because when they get traded, they're like, I'm not going to go there unless I resign. That's why the Kawhi Leonard thing is so interesting. Like, is he going to be a Raptor? I don't want to get too far into other things. But this Anthony Davis and the power that these NBA players have is amazing. No other sport and no other athletes have this kind of power. I want to talk about this one thing about him playing with LeBron, though. LeBron James has never played great. Or a big man has never played great alongside LeBron. Shall I bring up the names of Chris Bosh and Kevin Love? Their numbers at one point were 26 and 13 and they were MVP candidates and they were all-stars and we all thought they were top 10 players. 
They get to LeBron James, and they become second fiddle. The interesting thing about Anthony Davis is, does he want to become second fiddle? And to LeBron, does LeBron want Anthony Davis to become the, the leading scorer of the Lakers? Like, does LeBron James want to take a step back, or does he want to be the man? I think that's what's another interesting factor in all this, and nobody wants to talk about. LeBron James has always been alpha dog. Remember when Kobe got Dwight Howard and how bad that ended up being? Now, Kobe was a bit older and wasn't used to playing with star players like that. I mean, he played with Pau Gasol and he played with Shaq. But Kobe wasn't used to being on super teams. Kobe did not react well to super teams. LeBron James is in the super team business, but LeBron James on these super teams has always been the best player. Whether it was on the Heat or the Caps, he was clearly numero uno. Oh, as the years go by, will LeBron James take a step back and let Anthony Davis lead the way? Or I could actually see this pairing being a disaster because LeBron James is still going to want to take mo- take on most of the load and Anthony Davis is going to be like, dude, I'm 25 years old. Let me dominate. And is LeBron James willing to let others dominate? I think he played well with Kyrie, but I think there's a reason Kyrie's in Boston right now. Because Kyrie wanted to dominate. And if LeBron was ever going to let somebody dominate, I think it would have been Kyrie Irving. But somehow that marriage didn't work. So I find it interesting how many people think this marriage between LeBron James and Anthony Davis is going to work. I do find that interesting. I'm not sure it's so great. Again, Bosch and Love got their rings but they don't have the respect that they once had. They're not thought of as these all-time greats. Bosch is a Hall of Famer in my estimation. But if he had stayed with the Raptors, if he had gone somewhere else and become a real alpha, I think he would be more respected than the guy who's got the rings. And I know that's interesting to say because we, we all think winning matters most and all that. But Chris Bosch didn't get anyone's respect being in Miami. It was every season, oh, look at Chris Bosh just out there shooting freeze and not really playing the big man's game anymore. The same with Kevin Love. They become spot-up shooters. Is Anthony Davis going to become a spot-up shooter for a LeBron James-led team? That just seems ridiculous. This marriage is only going to work if LeBron James lets Anthony Davis play like Anthony Davis, and I'm not so sure he's willing to do that. He's the king. He's the self-proclaimed king. When you play with LeBron, you're usually not the same guy you were before. Even Dwayne Wade had to take a step back to LeBron James. And I think that's scary for Anthony Davis. I think you should consider it more than it seems like they're considering. Anthony Davis has a year left on his contract. And then he has a player option. Just by saying, I'm not going to take $270 million from the Pelicans. He has forced their hand. I don't think... Ultimately, I do not think they are going to trade him by the deadline. Why would you? Why would you wait? Why would you not wait until the Celtics get into the game? You could have a Celtics-Lakers war. The Lakers need to offer a lot. I saw the first offer this morning. It's awful. It's Ingram. It's Josh Hart. It's not even Ingram and Kuzma. It's not even Ingram. Ingram has to be in this deal for the Pelicans to want to make this deal. I don't want Kuzma. And I don't want Lonzo. And I've also heard the rumors Lonzo Ball doesn't even want to be a Pelican. I don't even care what Lonzo Ball wants. I don't think the Lakers care and I don't think the Pelicans care. But I do know this. The Pelicans do not 
Nobody wants this for Lonzo Ball to go to the Pelicans and then his dad making a big fuss of things. I think that would ruin everyone's taste. I don't want the the LeVar Ball, this trade's terrible, the Lakers are going to regret this for life. That's the most annoying thing about Lonzo Ball is his is going to be his father's reaction to his son getting traded to a middling team in New Orleans. His dad is going to go mad. Oh, my son was destined to be a Laker, and now he's not. I mean, I, I can't do a week on that. I can't have a week of media being covered around that. I think that would be foolish. I think that's annoying. I find the whole thing sad. I think Lonzo Ball is a bit overrated at this point. He's a terrible shooter. He's an okay passer. He just needs time to develop and play basketball and not be talked about so much. So I think a move out of L.A. is what he needs and probably not what he wants, which is scary. Because how is he going to react if he's a part of this trade? Another thing that I found silly is that Rondo was part of the trade this morning, the offer for Anthony Davis. Rajon Rondo is respected by Anthony Davis. He played... Anthony Davis played his best basketball with who as his point guard? Rajon Rondo. Magic Johnson. Don't be so stupid and trade Rondo to get Anthony Davis. Get them to play together. You have so much talent. Caldwell Pope needs to be in this deal. Brandon Ingram needs to be in this deal. Kyle Kuzma needs to be in this deal. Anyone but Rondo. I'm telling you, you will win more games this year with Rondo, LeBron, and Davis than any of those guys with Anthony Davis. Moving forward, if you don't want Rondo, I understand that. You want to get a younger point guard. But for this year, if you get Anthony Davis, you should keep Rajon Rondo on the roster. That's just my thoughts. That's my thoughts. You should have Rondo there. My final thoughts on both of these players is that they are, one is a is a good player going to become a great player, and one is a great player. Anthony Davis is a great player. Christoph Sporzingis is a good player waiting to be great. But my one thought is they can't be your best player. I think that's proven now. Christoph Sporzingis should not be your best player. I think the Mavericks' best player is going to become Doncic. And wherever Anthony Davis goes, whether it's to Boston or whether it's with the Lakers, Anthony Davis needs a 1B to his 1A, maybe. Anthony Davis cannot do it alone. Kristaps Porzingis cannot do it alone. And I think it's because big men don't have the same impact that they used to have, even though even the ones that can shoot freeze because they don't have the ball. Look at what James Harden has done this month with literally no help, averaged 40 points a game and win a ton of games. Anthony Davis cannot do that for his franchise, and Kristaps Porzingis clearly cannot do that for the Knicks. These types of players are, are games are not aging well in today's NBA. They need to play with ball dominant point guards and forwards for them to win titles. I think that's clear. You can disagree with me on this. Anthony Davis cannot win a title on his own. Christoph Porzingis cannot win a title on his own. They these big men need to be on super teams because their impact on the game. I believe I'm also going to put this out there. Neither of these two are the best big men in the game. Joel Embiid is the best big man in the game. He's better than Anthony Davis. He's better than Carl Anthony Towns. I'm putting that out there. The best big man in today's game is Joel Embiid because I've seen his impact. He turned the Sixers around. Anthony Davis, seven years, two playoff appearances. Not interesting enough. 
not good enough. He's a a top ten player. He's not in my top three. Some people put in top three. He's my top ten. I think Joel Embiid is better than Anthony Davis. I just want to put that out there. I also think the Knicks and Pelicans have... The Pelicans need to make the right move for them. I think the Knicks did make the right move for them. They moved on for Rosingas, who didn't want to be there. This just shows how much an impact an NBA star has when they say, I don't want to play for your team anymore. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There will be a new episode of the Head to Head Podcast every Monday on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening. (laughs) 